is it is it houndoom it's absol <laughs> is absol oh that's that's right. like directly from the pokedex entry i don't you don't study it every night? No. I thought I knew you. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Reggie Gigas is making a surprise visit this solstice. Why can't I hold all these shiny Bidoof? Professor Willow graces the TCG with his research. Go fetch a GoFest shirt while they last. And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 149. We're one away from 150, Kyle. I have no idea what we're going to do to celebrate that number, but I don't know. We'll have to think of something. It's next week. Oh, my gosh. I'm your host, Chris. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Kyle. Kyle. Hey, I kind of spoiled the surprise that you were here by saying something to you before I even announced your presence. <laughs> surprise, Kyle's here like always. <laughs> How you doing, Kyle? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Hey, that's great. That's a lot better than the, you know. <laughs> Fine. Hanging in there. Living the dream. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, before we get started here, shout out to a brand new patron of ours, Joe. Thank you so very much for your patronage. We look forward to getting to know you better in the Discord. And more about patronage, Patreon, and the patron Discord at the end of the show. All right, Kyle, we set some goals last week. Are you ready to pay the piper? Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay, all right. So let's blow through these uh, 45 GBL matches. Did you do it? I did. Whoa, look at you. Okay, all right. How'd they go? They, they went okay. I'm doing okay. I think I'm ranked 14 right now. Nice. Wow, look at you. Ultra League is happening, and I'm like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> all right, so this week I shouldn't expect you to set another GBL-related goals, but you're saying? Absolutely zero chance. <laughs> okay, understood. Did you hatch 55 eggs, sir? I did just barely. Really? Yeah. Okay. Did you hatch anything good? No, absolutely not. Nothing. Oh I, I hatched some stunfisk, which is all I was happy about. And that's that, about it. It's good XL candy, at the very least. And did you manage to procure a Registeel of the shiny variety? No, I didn't. No. Oh! I tried. I, okay. I did try. I did. I did a good amount of Registeel raids over the weekend. Yeah, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to hear that. Did you walk away with a good amount of candy? Were you happy with your spoils? Uh, not really. I got tired of catching them at the end. I I still caught them, but I was real tired of catching them. Yeah, that's. I, I think I walked away with like fifty or sixty XL, something like that. Ooh, that's not bad. That's yeah. not bad at all. That means that you didn't do a, you you did not do a small number of raids. No, I I probably did twenty over the weekend. Yeah. Okay. I would have done more if I wasn't working all day on Sunday. But true, true. That's fair enough. Uh, but good for you. Two out of three. That's awesome. For myself, I wanted to hit 10.5 million experience. I managed that one. 6.25 million Stardust. I'm at 6.22. So no. Oof. Very, very close. 25 GBL matches. I'm five short. So that's a no. Catch a shiny Reggie. Any of them? Well, I stole your shiny Registeel from you this week. 
course. Right, so I did do that and then finished the slow poke event, which was just the collection challenge. And I did do that. But not only, Kyle, did I steal your shiny Registeel. It's got steel in the name. So how could you blame me? I also got two other shinies this week. One wow. was a shiny slack off, which I could care oh, less right. about. Yeah, you told me about that. Because <laughs> I'm swimming those guys already from the community day, right? But another one was a shiny slow poke. I was very thrilled to yeah. actually get the event shiny. That's right. <laughs> it's a nice feeling. So I just have to not make it a goal. And then the shiny gods smile upon me. Let there be a lesson to future me. I'm not going to learn my lesson at all. No way. All right. Three out of five. Technically, in a percentage, I think I win here. Wait, no, you win. You win by like 6.6%. Good yep. for you, Kyle. Gosh darn it. <laughs> anyway without further ado why don't we uh roll right into the news because boy oh boy do we have a pile of steaming hot fresh new news yo what up it's the news okay as promised lots of new pieces of news today like all this stuff came out today (laughs) tuesday the 15th like honestly this all dropped today And this is great. So first up is it's a solstice surprise trainers to celebrate the days getting longer in one hemisphere and the nights following suit in the other Pokemon Go's solstice theme event is returning. Depending on which hemisphere you're playing in, you'll be able to encounter and catch different Pokemon during this event. When is this event happening? Well, Thursday, June 17th at 10 a.m. to Sunday, June 20th at 8 p.m. local time features include and are limited to. Reggie Gigas is coming to five star raids from Thursday, June 17th at 10 a.m. to Thursday, July 1st at 10 a.m. local time. You can encounter Reggie Gigas in five star raids. If you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny one. Whoa. Raid related field research will also be available from Pokestops exclusively during this window. Now, there is something important about this that we'll circle back to. And talk about in just a moment. But but don't think if you're at home, you're like, Reggie Gigas, wow, new legendary. No, 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 no. This this kind of is is it's a much bigger deal than all that. We'll get to it in just a second. Trainers globally will be able to encounter Lunatone, Solrox, Feel, and more in the wild. If you're lucky, you may encounter Snorlax. The shiny is released, so I didn't point it out there. Trainers in the northern hemisphere will be able to encounter the following Pokemon in the wild. So northern hemisphere. You'll enjoy Yanma, Chimchar, Summerform Dearly, and more. If you're lucky, you might find a shiny Yanma. Now, that's weird. Yanma's shiny has already been out, and yet they pointed it out anyway. But they didn't point out Snorlax. Trainers in the Southern Hemisphere will get Snowrunt, Snover, Winterform Dealing, and more. And if you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny Snowrunt. That's exciting. Uh, that's been out for a long time as well. The following Pokemon will be appearing in raids in the Northern Hemisphere. Alola Marowak, Yanma, Petalil, and more. And the following Pokemon will be appearing in raids in the Southern Hemisphere. Lapras, Pillow Swine, Snowrunt, and more. And the following will be appearing in raids worldwide. Lunatone, Solrock, Clink, and more. Additionally, complete event-exclusive field research tasks to earn rewards like encounters with Yanma in the Northern Hemisphere, encounters with Snowrunt in the Southern Hemisphere, and even Silver Pineapple Berries if you're lucky. I'm running low now, so I'm going to need them. And of course, take a few snapshots for a surprise. This truly will be a surprise. I have no idea what it could be. And then lastly, the bonuses. Lunatone and Solrock will be appearing in the wild around the world during the event. Afterwards, Lunatone will be appearing exclusively in the Eastern Hemisphere. 
and Solrock will be appearing exclusively in the Western Hemisphere. Your buddy will be eager to help you on your adventures during the event. You'll give they'll give you gift items and Pokeballs more frequently. That's awesome. And the walking distance required to earn hearts with your buddy will be halved. Woo! That's good. Good for those of us that aren't going to walk all of that distance every day. For the, what is that? That's that's 12 kilometers. That's a lot. There's a lot in one day for sure. Um, all right. So let's circle back. Kyle, why is Reggie Gigas coming to five star raids more notable than something just coming back around to five star raids? Well, the big thing that I think is exciting about Reggie Gigas now is it was in EX rates. It was first in a research event, which was paid, which we colossal had whole, discovery, the colossal discovery, which caused a colossal headache for some people and <laughs> yeah. questioning about monetization in the future. But, you know, here we are two years later. My God, it has actually almost been two years. Yep. But after that, it went into EX rates. And now here it is for the first time in regular raids. So please, God. Let this mean we're not going to see EX raids ever again. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Oh, and also, lest we forget, it's the first time that it's coming around to five star raids and they're already doing the shiny. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think they realized that they couldn't just release Regigigas by itself because let's face it, it's not a very interesting Pokemon. No, at no, least it, in in terms of go, it's not. But it does have the benefit of being attractive to people that don't have any. Yes, but they need to get people to do more than one raid each. Yes, that yes. Especially if it's going to be in raids from the 17th of June to the 1st of July. You got to give us, yeah, I suppose, a little worm on the hook for those <laughs> of us that will raid just for the shiny like I will. Uh, otherwise, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't get another one. No, I mean... I, I might do it to spend raid passes, like just because, but I would not be doing it for the Pokemon no, if it wasn't shiny. No. You wouldn't be like, I'm going to try to do some Regigigas raids today. That that thought no, would never cross your mind. <laughs> it's still, look, no. let's be honest. It's still barely going to cross my mind, but because the shiny is there, it's, it's a significantly better. Definitely. Definitely. Outside of the Reggie Gigas coming to five star raids factoid, is there anything else about this event that caught your eye? Seems worthwhile. Do you see value? Are you excited about anything? I like that Alola Marowak's coming into raids again. Yeah. I, cool. I already have a couple shiny, but I still like to see it in raids. That's only for Northern Hemisphere, though, too. So your excitement is only shared by half of the world. <laughs> well, that's okay because I can say that. Because I like the Southern Hemisphere featured spawns better because I still need shiny snow run and that's not going to happen. So that's fair enough. I think that this is kind of underwhelming. This is what's expected. If this is your first solstice event, this probably seems really exciting to you. But this is what we've come to expect. Um, I, again, I, I did point it out that the the shout out for shiny Yanma and shiny snow runs and such is a little bit weird. considering weird. They have been out. But but also the fact that they called out Snorlax is weird without emphasizing the fact that it can be shiny, which is kind of the hype factor behind Snorlax currently for most players at the very least. 
uh it just seems like a weird announcement to me i mean it'll be great these bonuses seem awesome too the walking distance required to earn hearts with your buddy being halved is always great for those of us that are working on best buddies like uh like i am i'm happy to see that for sure uh, and more pokeballs from your buddy are great too but i just don't see how buddy bonuses match the theme of the event well first things first it's important to note this event is only three days long, mm-hmm. so it's it doesn't have to be anything major or anything special. So that's why none of the spawns or anything are really exciting me in the first place. But I don't think that they need to have an excuse to have buddy tie-in stuff with the fact that they just want to endorse the feature more. They want to get the feature to be naturally included into events going forward yeah i i would agree with that but they're usually pretty good about even if the holiday or the the day of interest that the event is built around they usually you know in the copy right kind of allude to something to make it seem like it makes a little bit more sense but this just says you know it's a solstice theme event you know just things are rotating nothing to do with like friendship or buddies and stuff like that so i mean they're welcome i'm just saying it just seems a little bit uh narratively disconnected i suppose i mean i i definitely agree but at a certain point you know you remember that everything about pokemon is supposed to be about the power of friendship it's supposed to be about that's true connecting with pokemon on more than a just superficial level and so in that regard you can say anybody features work for just about any event that's fair enough um and also that being said i don't know what bonuses would seem thematically appropriate besides perhaps stardust uh but we'll talk about that in like maybe five minutes okay all right looking forward to it but anyway that's the solstice event it's coming up soon so so get hype if you're the person that's hype about that sort of event uh it's always nice to see regionals move around uh so the, the rotation is very welcome Next up, the biggest piece of news we've ever covered in our entire lives. Bidoof breakouts. Trainers, Bidoof are coming. We have no idea where they're coming from or what their aim is, but during the Bidoof breakout event starting Friday, June 25th, 2021, Bidoof will be appearing more often in the wild. They might know attacks they can't normally learn, and shiny Bidoof will be making its Pokemon Go debut. Woo. How many Bidoof will you catch? When will it end? Read on for more details. Good luck. You're going to need it. Okay, well, when is this happening? They already mentioned it. Friday, June 25th at 10 a.m. to Thursday, July 1st at 8 p.m. local time. Features include Bidoof will be appearing more often in the wild in raids and in encounters after you complete event-exclusive field research. If you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny Bidoof. Our preliminary research suggests that the rate at which Bidoof will be appearing in the wild will increase over the course of the event. (laughs) Nice. I would love to see the thesis on this. Uh, on certain days of the event, Bidoof you encounter will know attacks that they normally cannot learn. On Thursday, July 1st from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. local time, you can use a charge TM to teach Bidoof any of these attacks. After the event, you can use an elite charge TM to do the same. We would not recommend you use an elite charge TM, by the way, for a Bidoof to learn one of these special moves. I'm just going to throw that out there now. But during each of the times listed below, you can encounter Bidoof that know the following attacks. Shadow Ball from Friday, June 25th at 10 a.m. to Saturday, June 26th at 11.59 p.m. local time. Then Thunderbolts right after that, 
June 27th. That's a Sunday at 12 a.m. to Monday, June 28th at 11.59 p.m. local time. And then after that is Ice Beam from Tuesday, June 29th at 12 a.m. to Wednesday, June 30th at 11.59 p.m. local time. Evolve Bidoof anytime during the event to get a Bibarel that knows Hyper Beam. Hyper Beam is not a new addition to the move pool. It's just guaranteed within that time. So bear that in mind. Team Go Rocket has plans to cash in on the Bidoof breakout and have turned more Bidoof into shadow Pokemon. Those monsters. So get out there and save those Bidoof. You'll be able to get Bidoof gift stickers from spinning Pokestops and opening <laughs> gifts. That's where my time's going to go. Bonuses on certain days throughout the week. Different in-game bonuses will be available. Two times catch experience. That's going to be during the same time window as the first move, which is Shadow Ball. Three times catch experience is going to be the same time window as Thunderbolt. And four times catch experience. That's a lot of XP. Wowza is going to be available during the Ice Beam window, which just to reiterate, Tuesday, June 29th at 12 a.m. to Wednesday, June 30th at 1159 p.m. local time. Keep an eye out for more details on what's to come Bidoof wise on Monday, June 28th. Ready or not, the Bidoof are coming. It's an inevitable fact, an indomitable truth even, and we must prepare. Let's go. All right, Kyle, thoughts, feelings? I I know you love the Bidoof love. I don't, in (laughs) case people couldn't tell the sarcasm. Yeah. Chris's voice. I don't particularly care about Bidoof, even for the memes. And I don't really understand how the memes ever started, although I'm I'm sure there is a source. So I'm just I just view this as an event for events sake. And one thought is the experience is crazy for the time period. Eight times catch experience with a lucky egg for two full days is pretty great. Although it's unfortunate that it's during the week. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. But I mean, a lot a lot of people, that's that's more like two or three hours of playtime total. Uh, yeah, but but let's be honest, totally planned. Yes, of, of course it is. Of yeah. course it is. Yeah. And that's why it's a shame. <laughs> because as i said we were going to talk about stardust we have had like seven experience events in a row and i get it level 50 is a big thing but it's kind of wearing its patience on me even eight times experience which is a lot and i will be catching stuff like that it this would have been a really good time for stardust T- tie an incredibly lucrative bonus to the meme Pokemon. I don't know. It just, it feels like it would have given the event ironic value that would have fit. I don't know. I, every player needs Stardust for sure, but just about every player right now also needs experience. And the people that don't need experience are still playing anyway. No, 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 no. See, you, you misunderstood. Nobody needs experience. Everybody needs Stardust. Everybody right now wants experience because you don't need to be level 50 it doesn't do anything for you except lets you brag about it you need stardust or you can't take part in the game 
you you can't make new Pokemon for PvP. You can't power up raid teams if that's what you're still working on. You you actually need Stardust to fuel the engine of everything outside of catching. In this yeah, but game. it's it's not like when Stardust events aren't around, you can't get Stardust. You can get Stardust and XP normally anyway. Yes, but you can't augment your Stardust gain like you can your experience gain. Yeah, you can with Lucky Jaeger or Starpy. It's the same thing. But your gameplay, I'm not talking about premium items. You can catch better first and foremost to get mm-hmm. more Stardust. Yeah, that's, that's that, a big one. That's a good point. To get more experience. I said Stardust, but you can also do raids, which will give you a much better return on investment for experience than Stardust. And of course, a star piece bonus is significantly less than a lucky egg bonus mm-hmm. you know you you need 176 million experience to get to level 50 i believe that's the number if you were to give a hardcore player 176 million stardust which is significantly harder to get than that experience they would be able to spend all of it yeah yeah absolutely w- without like even difficulty because well, stuff like 76 million stardust is a lot. I mean, an XL Pokemon takes 500,000 for one. Yeah, but how many XL Pokemon are you actually building that you need and would use regularly? Not as many as I think you think. I mean, if people had access to the XL, they would be. There is there is many, many that are very strong. Yeah, but XL candy, when the system is not being abused... Yes, I'm alluding to the ongoing conversation on Twitter right now. Not going to touch that with a 20-foot pole. Uh, see, this is why I don't go on Twitter. Oh, boy. Uh, I know um, what I'm talking about, but I don't go a, on Twitter. It's a conversation for another time. Maybe like a three-hour podcast. Uh, <laughs> but the XL system is meant to gate this so that you're not waiting on just one other resource. It's meant to be a slow sort of burn on purpose that's why it's designed the way it is i but stardust is a slow burn to gain yeah they're supposed to complement each other but you need to spend stardust on more than just the powering up of the xl that's the problem yeah you have to unlock a second move for example depending on the pokemon that's can be obscenely expensive Mm -hmm. or it can be dirt cheap of course you know okay but but here okay here's the big thing and and this is gonna this is gonna spill over into a couple of other topics that are around this right right now everybody cries that there's an issue with stardust or xl candy and there is there's definitely some issues but if you had all the XL candy and all the Stardust that you wanted. And so did everybody else. Because if it if it's good for you, it has to be good for everybody else. So if you had what you wanted, and I don't mean you specifically. I mean the, the royal yeah, you. The, the royal you. <laughs> yeah. Everybody would be on the same level. Everybody would have the same Pokemon. It, it, that we, we talked before that the differences between IVs were negligible. And if IVs were really the only differential... For some of these Pokemon in GBL, that would be abysmal because it you have no control uh, over RNG for IVs, but you can make a, you can make a concerted effort to dump value and resources into one that you happen to have, and then flex that leverage where appropriate. 
which is where the dynamic of the game is. If we had easy access to XL Candy, if we had Mountains of Stardust all the time, this game would be so boring. I, I definitely understand the angle there, and I, I do agree. I, I'm not asking for Niantic to like just give Stardust. Absolutely not. That's They just need to add more ways to manipulate their game for people who want stardust Hmm. there are so many levers now for experience which is great because it was a problem before for people who cared about experience but now they've they've continued to add stardust sinks into the game but they have not reworked the way stardust works at all yeah the most that they have changed is rocket grunts give stardust that's the last stardust change we saw in the game Okay, that's technically a lie. They also made some Pokemon worth more Stardust. Yep. That's a good start. That is that is a fantastic start. Except after the first season, they basically all stopped spawning. So it <laughs> wasn't <laughs> well, really that Well, they, they gained a new tier of rarity because they're worth more Stardust now. Well, no, no. Like, Shelter were really common in mm-hmm. the first season. But, like, Combi were not very common last season, for example. Oh, I saw a million of them all the time, man. But... Uh, not like Shelder. I, I could see like three or four Shelder on my way home from work yeah. True. for the first season. True. I just, I think they need to lean heavier into that or just rework the whole system. Tie it in with experience. Make an excellent curve. Give more Stardust. Make people who are performing better get better rewards. Yeah, that's true. And that would also cut down on the usage of uh peripherals and stuff like that people that wouldn't experience they they might have their pokeball plus going uh the entire time but they know if they're like hey if i hand catch for about an hour and i do excellent throws uh, that's more valuable and for my xp bottom line is than 10 hours of auto catch Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and and that would be the same for people that are on the stardust grind which is everybody (laughs) so that's a good point that's a good point I ended up bringing on a tangent. I'm sorry, Badoof. No, I'm not. But <laughs> oh, I was going to tell you why everybody loves Badoof. <laughs> okay, it's got adorable big teeth. It it had that weird uh, HM leverage thing going on in the generation that it was out. It could learn almost all of them or all of them, right? Except for Fly. <laughs> yes, I just don't care for it. It's fine to like a Pokemon, but I don't understand why Bidoof of all Pokemon reached meme status. I just feel like I'm seeing you for the first time now, Kyle. Are you, are you sure? This seems like colors. a very me take to have on the whole. I'm, I'm, my disappointment <laughs> is resounding. How, how dare you? How, how dare you disrespect Bidoof in this, this way? A, this is a Billy Madison moment. I award you no points, and may God rest your soul. Yes. <laughs> uh memes aside um actually it's almost impossible to talk about this event without memes uh or mention it and it's meme status as you said but i'm excited for badoof breakout it's interesting to see the the ramping up bonuses and they mentioned that the spawn rate would also ramp up as well so it'll be interesting to see how that works out also shadow badoof for sure uh but really quick is there actually any value in having these moves on your badoof i don't think so right uh we'll talk about it in a short moment but oh the short answer is Probably not. Okay. Alrighty. Well, anyway, uh, let's move on to our, our last ish piece of news here. Professor Willow's Pokemon TCG debut. 
Trainers, this July, a card featuring Professor Willow will debut as part of a collaboration between Pokemon Go and the trading card game, the Pokemon trading card game. The new artwork created exclusively for this card has now been released, so now's your chance to check it out. Professor Willow appears on the card Professor's Research, a current must-have for any deck when battling in the PTCG. Its powerful effect can instantly give you an advantage during a match. This card will also have a special promotional code that isn't printed on regular Pokemon TCG cards. Using this code will allow you to partake in special research in Pokemon Go, where you'll be able to encounter the mythical Pokemon Meltan and earn items that can be useful on your journey. So that is to say, nothing really groundbreaking, but it is something to do. <laughs> the Professor Willow card will be made available in regions where the Pokemon TCG is sold. For more details, please check the official Pokemon TCG website. Please note that this information is subject to change and other ways of obtaining the card may be added at a future date. That being said, you get one when you order a Pokemon Go Fest. You get one when you order a Pokemon Go Go Fest 2021 shirt, which just went live about an hour ago uh, on PokemonCenter.com. That is to say, if you're lucky, trainer, there might still be some available in the shop right now. Um, but by the time this episode goes live, which is usually on Fridays, I would probably say not. Uh, but who knows? They could be. But it does seem to be that they're alluding that there's going to be other ways to obtain one. So please don't fret if you did not manage to snag a shirt and you want a card. Looks like there might be another way. Not a whole lot for us to debrief about this particular announcement. We're not a TCG related show and we've shared our thoughts about this. It's a cool card. We both kind of want one as a keepsake, but we're not going to bend over backwards to get one. That's what our take was before. Um, I don't know, Kyle, do you feel differently about it now? No, I don't feel differently at all. I, I bought one of the shirts. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Does that bought, count? I bought two. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll hey. have one of the cards, but. Are you going to do the research where you can get Meltan? Uh, I mean, probably. Yeah. Can I can I can I tell you something right now sure. that you probably already know, but I want to make sure the listeners remember. Yeah. I still don't have a Melmetal. I hope everybody can sense Chris's disappointment. There's no reason. <laughs> there is no reason good enough that you can tell me right now as um, to why you have yet to obtain a Melmetal. So. I sat down probably a few weeks ago just saying on a day off that I was going to power through Let's Go Eevee just to finish it because I had only done the first couple of gyms or whatever. And I'd set it down in my Switch setup that I have to play on my monitor at my desk. Turns out you can't play Pokemon Let's Go with a pro controller. Nope. And so you have to play with the joy cons and i'm just like i'm out at the time and i just like i don't i don't i don't want to do that right now just just play the game kyle I, <laughs> it's just like a pro controller except it's only half of it at a time yeah but then they got the motion controls for catching stuff and like I'm, you I'm don't okay. even have to do the motion controls you can just hit the button mm, i just that's 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 the only reason i have so i didn't say it was a good reason I just I just had a story. Oh, OK. Well, I'll agree with you. Not a good reason. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Uh, who am I to say how you should shouldn't enjoy a game? Uh, but uh, you need a Melmetal, man. You need a Melmetal, especially <laughs> if you're getting into PvP like you have been. Melmetal is so good. 
Yeah, find alternatives. We were just yeah, talking about this. I guess so. Anyway, uh, that is it for the news <laughs> section this week. Get hyped for the Bidoof event. Get hyped for the Solstice event. Uh, good luck getting a shirt and take a look uh, at when, I guess, for more news with this Professor Willow-related TCG card. All right. That means it's time for <gasps> Gear Up. So this week on Gear Up, we're going to talk about the Great Bidoof Reckoning. The Bidoof are breaking out. There's going to be so many. You're going to be overrun. What are you going to do? Well, first thing you got to ask, because we're here, and I'm me, is Bidoof any good? And the answer is no. It absolutely is not in any circumstances at all. I think it maxes out at 851 CP at level 50. Not even level 40, that's level 50. So you can't even XL it into Great League usability. Can't excel it into greatness. Yeah. But it's getting a bunch of new moves. What about like for Little Cup or something? Well, all three of the moves are really good. Like just in terms of moves existing. Shadow Ball, Ice Beam, very strong. I don't actually know too much about Thunderbolt. I don't see it used very often. But statistically, it's okay. So that's that's got to make Bidoof good, right? No. No, it's, it's not. For a simple reason. It's fast moves. Those are the ones that they should have changed with this event. It knows tackle and takedown. They should have given it charm. <laughs> no, they should have given it rock smash. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> but takedown is one of the worst fast moves in the game. I think it's like, third worst when you take into account damage per turn and energy per turn for a fast move and tackle is is not very far behind it is it is in the bottom 10 percent. so even in the event of another little cup showing back up these terrible fast moves basically prevent bidoof from doing anything if they had given it a usable fast move alongside these like cool charge moves Maybe it would have had a place. Give it like a fighting fast. Give it counter. Can it learn counter? That'd be hilarious. But I'm telling you, charm would have been great because it's normal type. So it would have been weak to fighting type. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just thinking like, what what can they give it to fight Bronzor if they wanted to do a little cup? <laughs> oh, Make him the Bronzor yeah. killer. That'd be great. But it, it won't happen. I'm sorry. We're just, we're just uh, spitballing here, but... There's there's one more thing to comment then, because what about Bibberol? It well, as we mentioned, Hyperbeam is not an exclusive move, so Bibberol is not changing at all. You're just guaranteed to get Hyperbeam when you evolve it, and Hyperbeam is not even what you want. So nobody ever wants Hyperbeam. Now Bibberol does have some uses if you want to have a spicy pick in Great League. It can do some things. 18 win 35 losses against the Great League meta with Water Gun, Surf, and Hyper Fang. So not that's that's not good. Like that that's what a 30, 30 something percent win rate. Just bad. Bad. It's yeah, it's bad. But if you wanted to be weird and use it, you could. And I feel like that's just the perfect ending 
to to be talking about Badoof. <laughs> uh, Bibba Roll has had its time to shine. Uh, in particular, Silf Cups, it's it was pretty good too. So, like, there are lots of people that have it built. I have a Bibba Roll built. All for that auto wreck, right? <laughs> Look. It's it's good in auto wreck as well. I tell you what, man. Uh, so don't don't mess with the bibber roll unless you came prepared. I, I think Badoof is just going to have to stick to its meme legacy, and unless HMs ever become a thing in this game, that's where it's going to stay. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want to uh, have to teach my Badoof <laughs> rock climb in order to go rock climbing in real life. Please, I don't want that. <laughs> I mean, I that'd be that. pretty interesting, though. Uh, uh, it would something be cool. to do about like interactive point of interests that are like elemental based stuff like that that require surfing. However, they wanted to navigate that. It's it's very Pokemon. That's the sort worked. of that's the sort of thing that they would have to put at like a go fest. Like you can get into this area if you blah, blah, blah. Do this one thing. I don't know. I think if they were to ever reinvent the way players experienced the map, that would be the way to do it. Yeah. Maybe. If there was, if they were going to do a, a 2.0 update, for example, that would be the kind of thing that I would like to see. It'd be cool to see it implemented for sure. Just have no idea how they do it. But uh, thanks Kyle for <laughs> answering all of our Badoof related questions. <laughs> Good to know that uh, these are just kind of like show moves and that's about it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's move along here to the Poco lore. And this week we're covering somebody, something that we have already covered before in the past. I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about Regigigas, the colossal Pokemon, because Regigigas is coming back. Five star rate. Regigigas. Regigigas is a large, white, golem-like Pokemon with seven black circular eyes. Those are quotes, so they might not be eyes, actually. Arranged in a specific pattern. The pattern is Regigigas' way of showing its anger. Its eyes glow red when it is provoked. It has six spots that are apart from its eyes, which appear to be gemstones. These gemstones seem to represent the original three Regis, with red gems representing Regirock, blue gems indicating Regice, and silver gems representing Registeel. Regigigas has long arms with three fairly human-like white fingers and short legs that end in mossy bushes instead of feet. It's important to, you know, get your ergonomic insoles in there, right? Regigigas has large yellow bands on its shoulders and wrists with a sloping section on its chest that appears to be its head and is also yellow. Its body is covered in black stripes and it has moss growing on its back and feet, as was previously mentioned. But the back is is a new addition. Regigigas is a skilled craftsman. It created golems out of inanimate objects and elemental energies, bringing them to life. Regigigas is also capable of controlling these legendary titans, even if they already belong to a different trainer. That's terrifying. It can also survive extreme conditions and is able to work with the boiling temperatures of magma as well as frigid ice. When Regigigas is disturbed from its slumber, it goes on a rampage and shoots powerful beams of energy. When it is befriended, however... Is calm and gentle, as seen in Pillars of Friendship. <laughs> I believe that's a movie. It is able to crush targets by using its signature move, Crush Grip. According to Sinnoh legend, Regigigas' strength enables it to move continents. Ooh. <laughs> 
Very cool. Stats, max CPA level 40, 43.37, and at 50, 49.03. It's an impressive uh, CP cap. Um, and these stats are largely to blame here. 220 stamina, 210 defense, and 287 attack. That's a, that's a big attack stat right there. And best move set, hidden power, if you're lucky enough to get the normal typing for it. Otherwise, Zen Headbutt is really your only option. Ugh. And Giga Impact. And that is to get normal stab. <laughs> yep. Normal type stab. And and what is normal stab good for, Chris? Uh, not a whole lot. Neutral <laughs> DPS at best. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the biggest downside to Regigigas is that while it is big, strong, and otherwise kind of neat, it just doesn't really have any leverageable nuance in a competitive setting. But, uh, you know, in the main series games, it it was very strong, but it had an ability, I think it was called slow start or something like that, where it would take, what, two or three rounds to rev up. And then after that, it was largely unstoppable. So uh, that didn't translate to this game. So the way that this game is dealing with it, I suppose, is that it's just it's just pretty all right. It's just yeah. pretty all right, but just it, with no typing. So take that as you will. It's five turns for slow start. Five turns. Oh, woof. Who's got five turns? Most most matches are done in five turns. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're, they're like two yeah. turns at best. Yeah. When you got stats That's like wild. that, you know. That's true. You just sit there and just like spraying hyper potion on them turn after turn. Like <laughs> <laughs> that said, this is clearly done in similarities to slacking. Both mantra stats with significant drawbacks in the main series game. So they decided the way to handle that was to just make them useless and go. So yeah, but at least Reggie Gigas is like you can make an argument for it. Slacking just doesn't have a damaging quick move. Yes, but on on the flip side, though, slacking in the main series game doesn't do anything every other turn. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, literally that, takes every other turn off. So it's it's pretty comparable. That's fair enough. Uh, but yeah, there's Regigigas for you. Um, I've got a little bit of love just because it's a unique Pokemon and has a very cool entry. Um, and I think the design is neat, but it loses a little love for me because it's just normal type with no other specific nuance. Kyle, how do you feel? I don't like normal type Pokemon. What? Yeah. Just as I, a broad stroke? In broad stroke. It's not to say there aren't normal type Pokemon I do like. But being normal is an instant negative for me. It worked in Gen 1, but as the game developed, as new types have been added, normal has almost no place in the game. Changed my mind. Or it has too much of a place in the game, and it shouldn't. As a result of it being a default type, there's like 41% of all Pokemon are normal type. Something silly like that. That's including yeah. dual types, of course. And it's it's just bad. I think as the game developed, it makes for not as interesting play. So like there's a lot of interesting conversation around that. When I when I listen to a lot of other Pokemon podcasts when they talk about normal type and its place. And a, a lot of times the counter argument is that any Pokemon that's just normal type or has a normal typing 
could be a mono other type. Almost in, almost entirely, yes. So when we hear things like Pidgey, that could be flying monotype and we would get it, right? But what about like Rattata? I'm not saying to remove normal type. I, I think as a typing, it has purpose. Okay. But I think it should have been one of the less used types for early route Pokemon. But as a result, we end up seeing it in every Pokemon everywhere to the point where I'm not interested if I see a Pokemon's normal. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, it, that is that is interesting. But I think they make normal not exciting on purpose for that for that reason, because it is the default setting, if you were for a lot of Pokemon. And like the, the other typings are only there when it's super notable. I, I think the biggest flaw is normal exists. And dragon exists. What's normal's biggest deal? It does neutral damage to everything. What's dragon do? Neutral damage to everything but fairy and other dragons. Well, normal normal doesn't do neutral damage to everything. Like rock resistant and sort of steel. Yeah, it's but it it's supposed to be a generic thing, and it's just like it, it doesn't excel at anything. But there's too much of it. That's that's the only issue I have. Yeah. At least the main series games, normal and ghost are like immune to each other. Yeah, that's a that is a fun interaction. Mm-hmm. But normal really should have been super effective against something. Yeah. Need, maybe need maybe one. other normal types. It only has one weakness. So it needed one super effective, I feel like. Yeah. Anyway. Poor Reggie Gigas. I'm still going to raid you anyway uh, until I get the shiny and then probably never again. <laughs> anyway, let's leave Poke Lore behind us and move right into the Poke Pole. Last week's Poke Pole was Tell me your favorite Pokemon without telling me your favorite Pokemon. First response was Carlo, and they said, Labeled as a bringer of doom and destruction for trying to warn humans about impending doom. Is it is it Houndoom? It's Absol. <laughs> is Absol? Oh, that's that's right. like directly from the Pokedex entry. I don't. Uh, you don't study it every night? No. I thought I knew you. Absol is a very forgettable Pokemon for me. I'm sorry. Uh, the, the, what's not forgettable about Absol to me is the Pokedex entry. <laughs> Oh, okay. It's a shiny for me. It gets a bad rap because it's a harbinger of doom based on the lore, although it's like not a bad Pokemon. Just because Absol bad guy does not make Absol (laughs) bad guy. Yes. (laughs) Next one's from Modders. Stoic Green Herba, always first in line. I wonder who that is. I I have no idea. We'll never know. You don't actually know? Yes, I do know. <laughs> Say it, because I have no idea. What do you mean? I seriously have no idea. <laughs> it was Bulbasaur. Oh, because it's number one in the Pokedex. Yeah, and the green herb. Yeah, but that applies to like Oddish, Bellsprout. Correct. Lots of other two Pokemon. Two two together. I didn't get the always first in line. Then. It didn't make any sense to me. Okay, well, Modders, just to let you know, I did get it. I thought Chris was getting it too, so I was going to move no, on and let it hang, no, uh-uh. but he didn't. So no, here we I, are. no, uh, uh-uh. no, absolutely not. <laughs> Next one's from Rotten Tanuki, and they said, "Ditto-eyed 
Mud Boy. I, I'm I'm struggling to think of other Mud Boys right now, but it's not Wish Cash. Nope. Who's who's another Mud Boy? That's like an actual Mud Boy. I mean, there's Stunfisk, which is this. It's not the divide. Mm-mm. Is Mud Kip? No, like it's not. It doesn't mud- have. It doesn't have ditto eyes. I, I I don't know what has ditto eyes. Whooper or Quagsire. Oh, I forgot he's a mud boy. Okay, uh-huh. fair enough. Uh huh. Fair enough. Yeah, my initial thought also was was uh, mud kip, but if you look it up, it, the the ditto look isn't there. Next one's from Angry Bunny Man. That it's not psychic typing gives me a headache. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Psyduck. <laughs> For both of them, honestly. <laughs> yes, Psyduck and Golduck, for sure. Next one's from Tao Pikachu, and they said, What do you mean it's not a dragon? It has wings, claws, sharp fangs, and breathes fire. Yeah, it's the eternal debate. Charizard. <laughs> Charizard. <laughs> the next one's from Darth Ninja Lemon. Chivalrous Foul. Surfetched? Surfetched, yep, absolutely. All right, all right, yeah. Yep. Surfetched is a primo Pokemon. When yes. they announced an evolution for Farfetched, I was like, what? And then mm-hmm. they, they nailed it. I they want them to do that did. to every single stage Pokemon right now. Yeah, that'd be neat. Next one's from Cameron, and she said, Crash Landed Spaceship Cave Baby. <laughs> it's Clefairy. I, I, are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. Thanks for asking. And lastly, Rocket Man, zombie fungus bug that shakes till you sleep. <laughs> it's Paris. It's Jigglypuff, it's seen from above. Yeah, no, it's it's Parasect <laughs> for sure. And those are really great. Next one's in the form of an email. It's from Tristan. They said, Hi, Go Christ Pod Kylest. <laughs> it's a weird one. That's a weird one. So I'll answer this week's Pokepole the following way. This species has a characteristic video, a description. Two of this Pokemon species on a rock. One says the first part of their name. The other says the second part of their name. Repeat infinitely. Who is that Pokemon? Looking forward to meeting y'all out there one day. Tristan. I believe this is Mudkip. Is it? If it's the video I'm thinking of, yes. Okay, I don't know it then. I have yeah, no there's clue there's that. a video of two of them standing out on a rock in the middle of a pond, and one of them goes, mud! And then he goes, kip! Oh. Just goes back and forth, back and oh, forth. Okay. It's very well, see, deep. I'm, I'm not super hip on all of the all of the meme videos. You could have just stopped at super hip. Because I, I just <laughs> was shown the I like turtles video. For the first I, time? <laughs> for the first time. Kyle! How on earth? How? I don't know. You've what seen to tell the you. Charlie bit me f- a video, right? Um, no, I've never actually watched it. Because oh I. <laughs> oh my god! Wow! <laughs> oh my gosh! How was your first week on the internet, Ben? I, I I avoid that kind of stuff on the internet for the most part. But there's nothing wrong with the content. No, the there, only there thing about it is that people liked it. No, no, I, I don't have any. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just don't seek that kind of stuff out when I'm on the internet. But <laughs> you no, know, no, it's not that you sought it out. It's that it was unavoidable. So, I like, well, no, I, no. I, I mean, I am surprised. I'd never seen that the the I like turtles, but 
Charlie bit my finger is pretty avoidable. You have to seek it out to actually watch that. Oh, I don't think so. It's been in it's been in viral promotional material for things that are unrelated. It's it been everywhere. No. <laughs> All right. We're going to have to reevaluate our friendship after this episode. I'm learning a whole lot. I'm learning a whole lot. This next email response is from Greninja Muffin. Hello, Chris and Kyle. I hope this email finds you well. Well, yeah, I was doing fine until right now. I'm having a breakdown right now. My answer to the Pokepole would have to be Ninja Frog, Big Eared Bat, and Ball of Slime. Have a nice day, Greninja Muffin. They also provided us with the answers to these. So Ninja Frog is Greninja. Big Eared Bat is Noibat. And Ball of Slime is Gumi. Very topical choices. They're also great Pokemon. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Last one's from Butta Bee. They said, hi, Chris and Kyle. Butta Bee here again. My answer to the poke poll is a big blue croc. I love it and think it's really awesome. I also caught my first non-community day shiny. It's Talo. Isn't the coolest, but definitely means a lot. Thanks, guys. Love the pod. Shiny vibes all. Bye. Okay, Talo's uh, shiny is like a dark green. It's good. And it's very handsome. I, I, I like it a lot. Yes. Oh, now's a great time. By the way, the answer is for alligator. I now now's a great time for me to to tell everybody that over the course of the week while I was editing the show and I made some comments about, you know, how for alligator could have been a water ground type because alligators love mud. I not only found several articles, one of which I sent to Kyle, confirming the fact that alligators do love mud and roll around in it and stuff. But also, I got personal confirmation from a Floridian that this was accurate. Just to clear the air, for alligator water ground type is feasible. Yes, but it's not. It's not correct. But it could be. But it's not. It would make sense. It would make sense. Yeah, he's a big alligator. No, the, it makes more sense for Bayleaf to be ground. Disagree. Dis, uh, completely disagree. Mm-mm. Nope. All right. Anyway, what's what's this week's Pokepole, Kyle? Because we'll, if we're not careful, we'll talk about this for 30 minutes. This week's Pokepole is Niantic has tasked you with redesigning the Candy XL system. How would you change it and why? So I actually don't have big beef with the XL system as it currently is. Was it like like a little beef? Like a like a kid's Italian beef sandwich instead of like a okay. It's a little beef because of the issues we are avoiding talking about on the show currently. Okay. Uh, and I think the simplest way to fix the system doesn't require a full redesign. It just requires implementing Rare Candy XL in an obtainable way for a majority of the population. I don't know how they want to do that, but it needs to be in a way that can be farmed. Yep. And that's that's it. I think the current acquisition rate of XL is pretty okay, and it just needs to be supplemented. Okay. I'm going to take a somewhat similar and yet very different uh, approach to this, wherein I think that every random element around XL candies needs to go. I think that if you're going to make it that it's obtainable and you want it to be a slow trickle and you want it to be something that's targetable and stuff like that, then make it so that every single time you catch that Pokemon, you're guaranteed at least one XL candy. 
over like maybe a certain level or if it's weather boost, it's guaranteed. Some level of guarantee needs to be there. Every trade, regardless of distance, that you're not only giving benefits to people that are able to trade a hundred kilometer plus Pokemon consistently in a stack. Uh, all raids of all tiers should guarantee XL candy for that Pokemon. If you want to add even more value to one in three star raids, not just five star raids, make it something people can count on. And the little number of it won't matter as much, but the randomness factor, when you allow that to be a thing, look at all these community day conversations, the conversation around <laughs> XL candy return rates for my transfers seem to lower this event. Even if that's true or not, it doesn't matter because it's almost unprovable <laughs> because there's a random element to it, because it's math, because it's probability. Yeah. I think take the random element out of it. There's randomness in other places of this game, like spawns, IVs, stuff like that. Excel candy, if you want to put powering up Pokemon behind that, treat it like you do with Stardust and make it a consistent, farmable thing. I, I agree wholeheartedly especially for the raid thing i think it's silly that it's tied to only legendaries i thought that was a fantastic implementation to solve the absolutely ridiculous legendary xl grind yeah at least somewhat solve it it's not really solved it's just for whales but mm -hmm. i think that it would translate nicely to one and three star and give purpose to putting more Pokemon in raids. Yeah. Yes. People would look at Dratini's and one stars and think, Oh, that's more XL that? candy yeah. for my yeah. Dragonite. You know, yeah. like that's great. That would be awesome. Anyway, dear listener, if you have an answer to the Pokepole question for this week, which is Niantic has tasked you with redesigning the candy XL system. How would you change it? And why please go ahead and answer that question. We post on Twitter at uh, at GoCast podcast you can also leave us a voicemail at 262-586-7717 with your answer but you can always 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 send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com like several of these fine folks did in this section right here but before we get into anything else related to emails and the like we're going to pass on over to fish and DeFi for this week's section of the pvp quarter and this week they're going to be covering ultra league coming down the pipeline is actually here already and a deep dive into some excellent listener questions. So please enjoy. Hi, I'm Fish and Ahita. And I'm DeFi 250 And this is PvP Corner, the PvP segment that's also its own eSport. DeFi, what's going on in PvP right now? Well, we are currently in the month of regional tournaments, and I completed mine this last weekend. Oh, 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 okay. How'd you do? Well, I'm very proud to say that I went in with very low expectations and I it far exceeded them. I, for the first time ever, I had a winning record. In season one, I went two and five at regionals. In season two, I went two and three. This year, I went three and two. So I have my very first winning record and I'm very proud. Congratulations. Well done. So taking a look at my team, I ran for Venture Cup Regionals. Venusaur, Ninetales, and Noctowl, as well as Whiskash. And then my core was Licky Licky and Defense Form Deoxys were the two Pokemon I really relied on. I won my first round pretty handily. And then the second round, Fish, in round two, I got my face kicked in. Would you like to know by who? 
I think I know. You were talking about him last week. Was it Rise to Occasion? It was Rise to Occasion. <laughs> Completely decimated me. I am not used to going 0-3. I have a very high grit score on self in a set of three battles. I tend to win at least one because I make adjustments. I learn. Rise just wrecked my team. <laughs> he ended up going on to win the entire tournament and earned his spot in Continentals. He ran a Glyce core and a Snowy cast form. And used in combination, I had nothing that beat both. So I had a very, very hard time working around his team. That's interesting. I was using Glasgow for a long time because it comfortably beats both Deoxys and Mew, which are the two most used Pokemon in this meta. But uh, having that ice double weakness, just I, f- I found that a bit too hard to deal with. Like Abomasnow is the third most used Pokemon in the meta, and that just completely wrecks Glyscore. Um, so it is a snowy cast form, and uh, Medicham and Primeape with their ice punches also just do a whole bunch of damage. So I ended up dropping it. It's interesting to see that Rise to Occasion, number, what is he, like 12 in the world, <laughs> has yep. decided, nope, Glyscore is my mon. That's what I'm doing. Well, I'm glad you're happy with your performance, and I hope that you can do at least one better next year. Me too, but I'm not the only one who has a regional tournament coming up. How about you, Fish? Tell me about your regionals. Mine is happening this weekend. So by the time this podcast comes out, it will have already happened. And you'll probably be able to tell how I did by my tone of voice when we record the next episode. (laughs) Oh, no. So looking forward to hear how you did. But regionals aren't the only thing to talk about. We can also talk about Ultra League is back. And we have two weeks of it in both Open Ultra League and Ultra League Premier. So, Fish, have you done any Ultra League sets? I know it's pretty early in Ultra League as of recording. Uh, Yeah, I've played four battles so far. And I have lost all four of them. (laughs) Uh, For various reasons, like sometimes just laggage um and other times just not being as comfortable with things like you know when to switch to catch a move or you know when to sneak in an extra fast move or just throw now or yeah just a lot of those little things that end up making uh, a bigger and bigger difference as the battle goes on but that's fine i'll just keep on fighting I'm doing a bit better. I've done quite a few sets. I'm working really hard to try to get my Ultra League badge, that platinum badge from completing winning Ultra League battles. I'm about 100 away, and I really want to do it this season and go Battle League. So so that you never have to play Ultra League again. <laughs> no, I'll still probably <laughs> play it, but I'm not going to play it this focused. Maybe not. I'm running a Talonflame in the lead. I have a perfect Talonflame that I've maxed out. I have my Umbreon that I've also maxed out, my perfect Umbreon. And that's my safe swap. And then I have an Escavalier in the back. I'm running into some problems. It doesn't super play nice with a popular line, which is um, Empoleon with Double Dragon. That kind of wrecks me. Mm -hmm. So I may make some adjustments later. But it's a fun team to just kind of start. I love that I get to use my Umbreon, so I have to find a way to use it. So, on to our deep dive for this week, and we have a big old question from Fenderson23. I hope we pronounced that right. So the question is, okay guys, I have a few questions about the future of GBL. What do you think the chance of Pogo PvP being an esport is? 
What should Niantic improve other than network bugs, of course, if they want to push Pogo PvP into the eSport category? Do you have any ideas about the format of tournaments once GBL is an eSport category? And do you think Niantic is willing to push GBL as an eSport gaming category? There and thank you. There was a lot there to unpack DeFi. There was. And I think a really good place to start is going to be talking about why is Pokemon Go not an eSport right now? What does Niantic need to improve? And I think the biggest thing we need to talk about is probably barrier to entry. If you play the main series games right now, Pokemon Sword and Shield, you can pick up the game, play maybe a day's worth, like 16 hours, and you're good to go. You can breed, create your own team, and play competitively. You can't do that in Pokemon Go. To play competitively, you have to be playing this game for months and months. And you have to set up trades and just a long list of other things. There's so much grinding involved to be able to get a good team. Yeah, which kind of discourages people from just giving it a go. Like if people see maybe a a tournament happening on Twitch and they're like, oh, I want to try this out. Like with most other games, they can just, you know, download the game and try it out. Whereas this one, they have to, you know, they they have to want to participate in three months time (laughs) to be able to actually compete. I have heard the suggestion of having rental Pokemon. So I believe that's something that you can have in the main series games where you can just pick, you know, a ready-made Deoxys or a ready-made Azumarill for your team. And, I mean, that would certainly solve the issue, but like most solutions, they also present their own problems. For example, like, I personally feel a huge sense of attachment to the Pokemon that I've ground over the course of months and invested my my hard-earned Stardust in candy into they become you know like that's my azumarill or that's that's my glyscore whereas having rental pokemon would i guess remove that sense of attachment and affection for my pokemon so picking up on that another reason why rental teams probably aren't going to come to fruition at the moment or anytime soon is they don't really align with Niantic's vision and core values of going out and exploring and exercising where going and catching and training and raising your own Pokemon align with that more. I think that also talks a little bit or lends itself a little bit to why PvP isn't an esport right now because it doesn't align as well with Niantic's mission statement with its vision. Pokemon Go at its core is a collection game. It's a game where you go out and you explore the world and you collect Pokemon. Sitting down on your butt and playing PvP for five sets isn't involved with the outdoor exploration and the exercise part of Niantic's mission statement. To backtrack a little, uh, Niantic have always had, from the start, three core values that they try and keep in mind with everything they do. And they are exploration, exercise, and real-world social interaction. And you you can see that in, like, so much of what they do. But do you sense a chance that they change their vision in light of, like, the global circumstances? Or do you think they that there's no chance of them changing that? I don't think they're going to change their mission statement. Mm. However, I do think that you could, if they hosted kind of real-world tournaments or 
made PvP more more robust, it could lend to that meaningful social interaction piece. Um, one thing I think we do need to talk about, though, Fendison, you said other than the bugs, but I think we do briefly need to touch on the bugs. <laughs> we need to touch the bugs. <laughs> Don't touch the bugs, T5. We're going to touch the bugs. <laughs> so it is such a big part of why PvP can be so frustrating is because so many little things break the game, um, like Feather Dance on Pidgeot or leg issues or fast move denial or sneaking in fast moves, like things not quite working the way that they're supposed to work. And I, again, I'm going to preface, I should have prefaced this whole statement with, I am not a software developer. I don't get paid software developer dollars. I get paid public school teacher dollars. It is not, I'm not super knowledgeable about gaming code or how that works. I have heard, though, that a potential problem with PvP, it was added on top of a game. Maybe if PvP were its own app that was built from scratch just to do PvP and could like communicate with the base game of Pokemon Go, kind of like how home, Pokemon Home does. Um, you can like port your Pokemon in and they communicate with each other. Maybe that would help. I don't know, though. I have no knowledge about how difficult that is <laughs> or how any of that would work. But I think the the bugs is a problem. So, Fish, let's kind of imagine for a moment an ideal situation where Pokemon Go, you're building Pokemon Go to be an eSport. What should the format look like? Well, luckily, we don't have to imagine what that would look like because before GBL was a thing, Silverina was doing that. They've been around since the uh, since the start of 2018, I believe it was. And they just created this competitive format, this global competitive format that I think is as good of a format as you can think of for for this kind of thing. Um, it's it's the reason we <laughs> there's a reason we keep talking about Sylph more than we do GBL is because we think that's where kind of the skill and the um, excitement is with Pokemon Go PvP. Agreed especially what they're doing with Sylph factions yep. where you create a team and you have different metas as you go to kind of adjust to, and there's a leaderboard. I, I think especially what they are doing with factions is great. In addition to what they do with kind of their individual tournaments. So if we were to look at some of the things that they do in arena competitions that uh, make them so much more skillful than GBL. What would some of those things be, DeFi? Well, for me, a big part of what GBL is missing is team composition. Being able to look at a like look at your opponent's six Pokemon and choose three of them, so that show six pick three. GBL is also missing the opportunity to rebattle that same opponent and make adjustments. So if I battle someone just randomly in the Go Battle League, I may never see them again. <laughs> However, in a Sylph, it's best two of three. So you have an opportunity to learn from the mistakes, make adjustments. I believe that takes a lot of skill. And that's something that I really, really love about the Sylph Arena. Yeah. Um, also, the the metas that they create are so well balanced and they require you... Having, having new metas that aren't just open Great League requires you to learn a whole bunch of different matchups you know you, you don't just have to learn azumarill and that's it like you have to you have to understand 
every Pokemon and it's constantly requiring you to to pick up those new matchups and and skills. So kind of to wrap it up here, what do you think the chances of Pokemon Go PvP becoming an eSport? Well, most people I speak to are pretty uh, pessimistic about this. <laughs> um, I have some optimism about this. I think it's a pretty good chance because for a few different reasons. Uh, one is that Niantic have seen how rabidly passionate some people are about this aspect of the game. Like they, uh, like a, a couple of their devs or product managers or whoever it was turned up to the first arena continental championship and saw the hundreds of people all getting super excited about it and uh, funny story the uh that that regional went on so long that the venue actually had to kick them out because of their licensing laws and so the the final battle of that regional tournament was it took place outside on the street and there you you can see footage that people took on their phones of just hundreds of people all packing the streets there's a couple of people holding umbrellas over the competitors so that so they don't get wet in the rain um and the um one of them finally takes out the win and uh they're announced and then the whole street just cheers and just that kind of passion is something that uh niantica i, I believe are well aware of of being there and so that that would make them want to put their resources into building this up and developing that side of things for sure I think it would be in Niantic's best interest to pursue Pokemon Go PvP and really elevate it as an eSport because it'll help the longevity of this game. Like I mentioned before, Pokemon Go is a collection game. You go out and you collect Pokemon, you collect Shinies, you collect different versions and different hats, all the different Pikachu hats. It is it is a collection game. But you're going to run out of Pokemon at some point. You're going to run out of Shinies to release. So... I think that really promoting the PvP aspect will add to the longevity because you can continue to make new metas, you can have new themes of things, you can do new tournaments, the leaderboards refreshing, seasons. I think they're moving in the right direction and I think it would help the longevity of this game if that's something that Niantic wants to pursue. I think PvP would be a good way to do it. Yeah, and I did read an interview with the head product manager for GBO who did say that he would love GBL to be an eSports. So uh, we now know because of that, there, there is that willingness. Now, of course, saying, yeah, I'd love it to be an eSport doesn't really tell us much, but uh, it does tell us that that's something that they are thinking about. That's something that's in their mind. The final thing I wanted to point out is that what I've seen from Niantic is that they are incredibly patient with the developments they make to Pokemon Go PvP. Like, you could see how long it took them between the introduction of Go Battle League to making their first metas, and then, like, how many months it took after that to have their first bans in those metas. So they they are um, slow and steady wins the race about their product, which is absolutely fair enough. Um, it's, you know, I'm, I'm impatient about it. Like I want them to get it done now, but they, are not being rushed. They're, they're making their money now. They're, they're happy with it. So they're just doing things little bits at a time, which is, you know, it's, it's a sign of a well-run company. I feel. All right. And I think with that, that is a show. 
We love hearing your feedback. If you have any questions or suggestions for Fish and myself, you can direct your feedback to mail at gocastpodcast.com. We love to answer your questions. With that, let's kick it back to Chris and Kyle. Thanks to Million Fish and DeFi, yet another wonderful PvP corner segment. And that leaves us to the last section of the show, which is emails. Yes. Yes, it is. Indeed. Emails. Very excited about it. This first one comes from Theo. Hey, awesome Pokemon people. Oh, thanks. I wanted to try out something new here. It starts with a G and ends with Oles. Can you guess what it is? It's goals. So I did not write them in the email I sent last week. But my goals from uh, then were to get 100,000 experience, 50,000 Stardust, one of any shiny Pokemon, three raids. Remember, I'm a free-to-play player. I did every single one. But the three raids, I did two, but then no more. For the shiny task, I got a Pidgey. That's a sweet shiny to get, actually. Mm-hmm. New goals, 100,000 experience, starting at 9.592 million. 50,000 Stardust starting at 102k. And lastly, I want to get the 50 kilometer Adventure Sync rewards. Question time. What was your favorite main series game? Shiny Vibes All from Theo, the Pokemon lover. Kyle, what's your favorite main series game? It was Ruby. It's, it's not even a question, although I think Emerald is the superior game because it has the better post game. At least for that generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine's Crystal version. Suicune is one of my favorite legendaries, if not my favorite legendary. Um, and that game is a Suicune celebration. So I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> yep. Thank you for the email, Theo. Next email is from Hugo. They said, hi, Chris and Kyle. Hugo here. Thank you for another amazing episode last week. Just want to say I'm really amazed by Chris catching three hundos during community day. And the person Kyle mentioned catching 1,700 gibbles. Wow and how. Those are, those are the same things that I said, Hugo. Yeah. I also want to say thank you for telling me the Mega Evolution extra candy trick. Kyle mentioned the episode before Community Day. I Mega Evolved my Charizard for the first time and got extra candy for each catch. We'll keep this trick in mind for future events. I recently caught my first 100% mythical, a Meltan. Should I max him out for Master League PvP and PvE? What do you think? I am thinking of getting into PvP for that extra Stardust. I am running low after powering up my team of Garchomps. Well, Chris, why don't you comment on Melmetal? Melmetal is great. Um, I have not used it in Master League. I've used it in Ultra League uh, for PvP. I have not used it for PvE, although I th- I think it's I think it's feasible in in pve but i don't think it's exactly chart topping in in any regard there there is great use in pvp and i believe i've seen other people say to use it in master league but it essentially just has really great moves thundershock is a is a great quick move because it charges things very quickly and it hits very fast and then rock slide is great for a lot of coverage and also knows like superpower and stuff like that like it's just it's got great moves it's also really good at taking on rocket grunts from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. But just a quick perusal on PV poke puts an puts an XL Melmetal at rank one 
for Master League. Oh, really? Tied for rank one, but yes. With whom? Togekiss. Oh, XL. okay. Well, there you go. There's your answer. That's even better than I thought. I knew it was good, but not that good. Yikes. Goodness. Well, good luck there on uh, <laughs> XLing your, your melt metal. That's awesome. This last email is from Mitch, as it usually is. Chris, Kyle, GoCast, Cook's Gravy, Caboose. What's up, guys? Is this, a, is this like spoken word? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I returned from Minnesota this week with a Pokemon Plus drained of all battery fluids and a girlfriend who still knows nothing about Pokemon Go. You can only win some <laughs> battles, trainers. Oh, well, you, you tried. You tried. Looking forward to a lot of GBL this week. Old goals, 100 GBL battles. Not even one, LOL. <laughs> 750 dust total. Yep. 296 XL Bunnaby Candy. 276 up from 230 last week. Not bad. New goals, 100 GBL battles and 900,000 dust and 1 million experience. Shiny vibes all signed. Cook's Gravy and all other applicable titles. You know them. You know them. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the email there mitch hey better luck next time trying to teach the girlfriend how to play pokemon go although if she's not interested maybe take that as a sign <laughs> but uh hey no no worries about the gbl battles i like to see that you carried over your 100 your 100 gbl battles to next week good luck on that and as always shiny vibes back at you buddy thanks for emailing in that brings us to the end of the show here. If you, dear listener, would like to send us an email just like these fine folks did right here, you can do so to mail at gocastpodcast.com. Visit our website, gocastpodcast.com, for gocast-related stuff, things, information. I need to update that site. It's been a while. Follow us on Twitter, at gocastpodcast. You can help support the show monetarily and gain access to our patron Discord via Patreon. That's spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash go cast podcast one dollar is the minimum tier per month and it gets you access to our best perk which is as we've said before lots of times the discord it's a great place we'd love to have you join us shout out to our elite trainer tier patrons cyprian bow daniel zegwalker andrew chad robert laurie sports michael ozzy ted jabril and tish but if monetary support is not in the cards for you or just not something you're interested in doing you can always for free and it helps us out a lot leave us a review Unlike, you know, Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, Spotify, maybe in five years, uh, it's it's easy and free and takes you about 30 seconds to leave us a review. And like I said, it helps us out immensely. So please and thank you for considering doing so. But Kyle, before we're done, um, I think we've got to set some goals, right? Yes. Yes, we do. Okay. That sounds good to me. Let's do it. So for me this week... I know I said I wasn't going to do any go battle league, but I still need to win 30 ultra league battles for level 44. And before I just cheese my way to victory on that, why not give it an honest try and see how it goes for a week? So 30 ultra league wins is what I need. Ultra league wins. It needs wins for that one. Okay, my man. Um, and because I'm a glutton for punishment, shiny Reggie Gigas. Yes. That way, I can say that I will never, ever 
need to do another Regigigas raid again if I get it. <laughs> until they're like, oh, but this one's got a useful move set. <laughs> it won't exist until they rework the way typing works. Yeah. Perhaps. They would have to make what what is it? Uh, claw Giga crush Impact. or whatever oh, it is. Crush claw. Crush claw, make it like the, the best most move in the game. <laughs> absolutely absurd nonsense, like 35 energy for 150 damage or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that'd be insane. <laughs> uh so there's that and then i'm gonna hatch 50 more eggs 50 more eggs dude wow gotta you. gotta use up these incubators at some point they're all going to 7ks as long as the pools are like they are yeah the 7k pool is pretty compelling so it's not too bad uh for myself i'm going to join you in the uh the sadness that is hunting for a shiny reggie gigas before next tuesday i want to have six million stardust by next week still in my inventory so i'm actually my goal is to Spend some, but not too much. Let it fall below six mil. I want to hit 11 million experience. That is to say 500,000 plus, which is kind of a conservative goal. But this week I'm making a concerted effort to take care of my mental health. So that will probably mean being more still (laughs) and less about going out and hardcore grinding and things like that. Um, But I also just want to do 25 GBL matches this week. It's down from 25. 20 is like a comfortable number. Like four sets I'm, I'm into five sets. Just every time I've done it and even the weeks that I've succeeded, it just feels like a lot in ultra league. No less. I like ultra league though. I've used the uh, same team in ultra league for like two seasons. You, you use what? A Lolan muck, right? A Lolan muck, Machamp and Ampharos. Shadow Machamp and Ampharos. Ampharos. Yeah, dude, that thunder punch spam. It's no joke. I tell you what. It's an interesting team. It's a great team. I love it. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us all the way through and listening to the end. We quite appreciate it. And we'll catch you next week for, wow, episode 150. Until then, bye-bye. Bye.